0: Everybody, welcome to the export i'm riven x and it is a very special time of year yes it's the new year and everybody's excited to see what 2022 will bring honestly i'm more excited that i get to finally present my end of the year wwe awards i know save your applause save your applause but it's just gonna be me. So I'm gonna run through this as fast as I can. But before I do that, please sure check out the export.net, I repeat the for exclusive sports content written by yours, truly, and fellow export writers. Previous episodes of our lovely podcast and our YouTube channel entitled The Export. Thank you guys so much for another year of support. You guys are great. Let's get to it. Starting with the best champion, aka the champion who was the best despite uh brand uh gender all that and for yet another year i'm going roman reigns as universal champion i mean all hail the tribal chief i mean it seems like he's really been able to do no wrong since being universal champion and even though going into 2022 this may be well at least brock lesnar may be the biggest challenge to his crown It's still been a joy to watch um, Roman Reigns work this past year. Moving on to worst champion, Nikki A.S.H. as Raw Women's Champion. I understand it was something new to have her win Money in the Bank, something for the kids, but realistically, it just did not work out. You could tell she was only going to be champion for short term with uh, big-time players like Charlotte and Rhea Ripley breathing down her throat and now, I'm sorry, breathing down her neck. And as we saw with her incredibly short run, that – it just was not meant to be. I think that honestly they would have been better off keeping the title either on Charlotte or Rhea and going from there. Moving on to the "You Should you Your Old Behind at Home" award, there were not as many candidates this year as there have been in the past, but I'm gonna go Johnny Boy Cena. Goldberg is definitely another one who could have got his name called, but really I'm gonna go John Cena mainly just because I. John Cena's wrestling abilities have diminished a lot over the past few years. And honestly, when he came back I mean, Money in the Bank and, you know, challenge Roman, it just wasn't it. I mean, I think everybody really hypes him up for the promos and stuff, but I don't think his promos were that good. It was the same stuff we've heard all the time. And I think that while it's nice to see John Cena for nostalgia and the fans finally, you know, back in the stands, I think that we probably could have just did without this one. All right, biggest WTF moment. While there were a few I could really name, I really just have to go with everybody leaving. Like, even guys who I thought would be around for a while. Keith Lee, for example. Braun Strowman. Jeff Hardy is another one who just left. Karrion Cross, Adam Cole. Promise not to cry. Possibly Johnny Gargano. Kyle O'Reilly. Tony Storm. Just, you know, yesterday in terms of, like, what I'm recording this, like, and that's a short list. There's Mickey James, there's Nia Jax. There's so many people who were released this year, and it's just insane. And so instead of just picking one that shocked me, just overall the roster turnover within the WWE has been a major WTF. Most memorable quote goes to somebody who I mentioned has left or is more likely going to leave. Shout out to The Way, who has just been amazing this year. I'm going to miss him. Johnny Gargano, when they were going to therapy for Indy uh, heart Indy Hartwell's obsession and love for Dexter Loomis, he said the infamous line, I didn't come here to get therapied on. Honestly, should have got that on the tattoo. Next time I go to therapy, I have to find a way to work that in. Best pay-per-view was Royal Rumble. I think that Royal Rumble was a near-perfect show from Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns and the infamous golf cart from hell, which was actually hilarious to a tremendous Royal rumble match where we saw great moments by eventual winner, uh, Bianca Belair, her and Rhea Ripley just totally shine. It was a true work of art overall from top to bottom. It was definitely one of the better overall shows that we have seen in the past few years. Um, Honestly, it just showed that the Women's Royal Rumble match is still one of the best decisions WWE has ever made because it helps to create new stars and get some great returns, such as probably my favorite one was Jillian and Billy Kay interacting, which I didn't know I needed until I saw it. Uh, worst pay-per-view, SummerSlam. I'm going to leave it to Becky Lynch squashing uh, Bianca Belair. Nothing more needs to be said as to why that's the worst. Uh, best NXT TakeOver. This was a bit of a touch... Should be a tough one but i ended up going with uh stand in the liver night two probably biggest reason for this was this year of nxc takeovers was not as amazing as previous years have been but i would say stand in the liver definitely was a banger in its own right um for night two as i pull up the results yeah um Killian Dane and Ma- Drake Maverick Come new number one contenders Could have did without that But whatever Santos Escobar is the man um, Proves to be the true cruiserweight champion That was a great match Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon retain their tag titles Which was another really good match um, uh, Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed Was another banger Still can't believe Bronson Reed is out the door And then, of course Karrion Cross versus uh, Finn Balor become the new NXT champion I mean just top to bottom. I mean, standing in the liver overall was just a really good night of wrestling, especially if you factor in um Pete Dunne versus Kushida, which was night one. I mean, it was just it was a, it was a lot of great things going on. And with that being said, I just think that it was definitely one a nice closing out of what we now formally know as the old NXT cuz now it's NXT 2.0, which I'm still trying to get into. It's just... It feels very, very different. Uh, Best heel turn. Adam Cole on Kyle O'Reilly. I don't... I guess technically this counts as a heel turn. Technically. But honestly, I mean... It's Kyle O'Reilly's fault. How dare he... He turned his back on the Undisputed Era. I don't really understand what you thought was going to come from this. I mean... And then, of course, it led to some really good matches between the two. But... Technically, it's a heel turn, but not really. Uh, Worst booking decision. Um, Squashing Bianca Belair for Becky Lynch. Not adding anything to that. Best booking decision. Having Bobby Lashley uh, demolish Kofi Kingston at Money in the Bank. I think that when you have someone like Bobby Lashley, he's supposed to be the almighty you have to book him as an almighty champion. And I think that with the Kofi Kingston feud, and there was really a lot of thoughts that Kofi Kingston become champion again. And I love that WWE had Bobby Lashley destroy him to cement Bobby as the undisputed, a bad mama Jamma as WWE champion. Sure, of course, he lost the title to Big E a few uh, months later, but I think it was the perfect decision to continue to show the legitimacy of Bobby Lashley, especially because he was becoming the face of Raw. Um, most overrated superstar, Becky Lynch. To be fair, you can't call me fickle because I didn't want Becky Lynch back in the first place. I was cool without her. But since she's been back, like I said, as we've already noted, I hated the decision to squash Bianca. Um, And even since Becky's been back, I mean, she just, I never thought she was that great in the ring anyway. And this year kind of just reaffirmed that. She's been solid. Um, I understand she's just new big times, Bex, the man is gone or whatever. But I just don't think that it just does not hit the way that everyone kind of expected it to. And I know that she's still going to be beloved and, you know, cherished just because she's done a lot for the business, don't get me wrong. But it's just – just don't do it for me. Uh, Most underrated superstar, John Morrison. I know he's no longer with the WWE. This one hurt. But um, I just think that we have to talk about the comedic gold and in-ring prowess that John Morrison continues to have. Him and The Miz were some of the best TV on Raw this year. I mean – johnny drip drip the music i mean john morrison is truly one of the better wrestlers to never win a world championship and i figured like with his latest stint with the wwe he was not going to win one but it was a hell of a time getting to watch him before he was released which once again hurt my soul uh return of the year samoa joe samoa joe coming back to nxt was one of the best things done this year period I mean coming back initially as an enforcer helping out uh, William Regal putting everybody in their place randomly choking out folks I mean it was a work of art and, unfortunately, he was unable to, like, last as NXT champion. Honestly, I don't still don't know what's up with that. But it was just great to see Samoa Joe back. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of this era. And, hopefully, 2022, he'll be able to come back and have a sustained run doing something just because I love him so much. All right, moving on to, <coughs> to the You Deserve Better Award. There's quite a few people that this could go to, but I'm going to say Keith Lee. After dealing with a serious battle of COVID Being out of action for months He finally comes back Doesn't get the attention and matches That honestly I feel like he really should have had And then shortly after that he ends up being released I mean... It's unfortunate because Keith Lee had so much potential and so much talent. And though I, in NXT he was never like one of my favorite guys, he was somebody I really respected and was excited to see what he would be able to do as his career went on. And so it sucks to see that this is how things ended, especially for me and Yim as well. So, yeah, no, this was a tough one. That was not Keith Lee, man. You deserve so much better. Uh, the, I'm sick of seeing you on my television award. I guess it's really an award. Goes to Drake Maverick not a Drake Maverick fan never professed to be and honestly I kind of find him pretty annoying um I know him and Killian Dane was supposed to be kind of that odd couple tag team but I just didn't wasn't feeling it I didn't think it was as great as it probably should have been and um sorry and uh I just think that I don't know like I'm not he was definitely one of the people who got released where I didn't really bat an eyelash about just because I'm not really a fan so um, the oh my gosh, not this match again! Award goes to Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Don't get me wrong. Overall, I like the tenor of the feud. I liked what it was built upon, but after a while, it gets a bit old seeing the same two people in the ring. Um, Bianca Belair continues to get better in every facet of her career, whereas with Bailey bailey's cool and her as a heel is a billion times better than her as a face but in ring i'm just not like in love with what she does so it's just it got a bit old especially because on smackdown there were so many other superstars who could have been in the running who could have um you know been facing Bianca belair and for that championship so it was it got a bit old after a while but not to say the batches were bad because they weren't it just sometimes you want to see something different uh, Move on to the You Trying to Get Married Award. Probably one of my favorite awards. Uh, essentially, for those of you who do not know, this award goes to the WWE superstar who, prior to this year, never really caught our eye. But now that they're ingrained, you're like, you mm, know, got a little crush on him. And for me, I'm going Zion Quinn of NXT. If you guys don't know what he looks like, just, just look him up. He's beautiful. He's Samoan. He's got tattoos. He's got muscles. He's magnifique. Um, How Are You Not Dead Award goes to Io Shirai. Um, after falling in the triple threat ladder match for the women's NXT Women's Tag Titles, you've seen this spot. Even if you didn't watch NXT, I'm sure on social media somewhere, you saw Io Shirai hit the um, ladders outside the ring, smack dab, looked like it hurt like hell. And yet, she bounced back, was, I think want to say came back the very next week and was fine, but in that moment, if she just didn't want to get up, For the rest of the night, I would totally understand. That looked like it felt like shit. Um, Moving on to the feud of the year. Few candidates for this one, but I'm going to give it to Seth Rollins versus Edge. I think that heel Seth Rollins is one of the best in the biz, and Edge is always going to spark a reaction just because, I mean, He's, edge. He's the rated R superstar, one of the most beloved wrestlers of all times, especially of the Ruthless Aggression era. And just being able to see these two work, not just on the mic, but in the ring, was a major thing, especially just because it was so Their match at Crown Jewel was regarded as one of, if not the best match of all this year. Not to mention they also had great matches. I want to say it, Hell in a Cell, um, SmackDown. Just continuously had great matches. And I think they just showed two of the best in the business doing what they do. Be great. Um, Worst feud of the year goes to The Miz and John Morrison. Not because... Honestly, the biggest reason why I gave it to this one is just because it shouldn't have happened. I think that the Miz and Morrison should have stuck together, continued to be um, the hilarious duo that they are, potentially become uh, tag team champions, as they should have been. And instead, you have them feud over kind of petty stuff. And then when the Miz goes to do Dancing with the Stars, John Morrison is released. Like, honestly, it was just pointless. And I hate that. John Morrison kind of got caught in the crossfires of it because, like I said, I think they would have been better suited being um, being a tag team and, like I said, vying for the championships. I mean, I would have loved to see him go up against RK-Bro. or the Street profits. Like, especially because Raw right now is pretty top-heavy with regards to tag teams. So, having the Miz and Morrison, and so, would have been pretty great. All right, moving on to the NXT Tag Team of the Year, MSK. I mean, it's really not any other way that I could really go it's pretty self-explanatory NXT male superstar of the year I'm gonna show some love to Carmelo Hayes because Melo don't miss I mean he's Shawn Michaels golden boy so if you need any better um, endorsement there ain't one I mean since coming into the fold he won the breakout tournament um, became the North American champion And, I mean, put on a hell of a show against some top guys. His match with Pete Dunne uh, from a couple months ago is one of my favorite NXT TV matches that I've seen in a while. Um, I mean, he's just been a tremendous talent, and you can tell that the future is really going to run through him just because he has so much ability, and I'm excited to see how he is going to be able to parlay that into long-term success. NXT Female Superstar of the Year, I'm going Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, she lost her title to uh, Mandy Rose. But, I mean, before that, she was a very dominant champion. I mean, her and Dakota Kai put on great matches. They had some great storytelling as well. Really could have been in the running for feud of the year, if we're being honest. But, um, yeah, I just think that Raquel Gonzalez, even though I'm kind of worried about how they'll use her on the main roster because she's probably like, going to be on NXT much longer, I think that this year just showed that she really can be a dominant champion and somebody that the fans can get behind. Because, truthfully, I was kind of worried about fans getting behind her um earlier on in her career like right, nxt match of the year the cruiserweight ladder match between santos escobar versus jordan devlin um i'll be the first to admit that i have not been the biggest follower of nxt uk but i know jordan devlin is a bad dude and i know that santos escobar in my opinion is the best uh cruiserweight champion that we have had in probably the last decade i mean he has been remarkable and especially because he helped bring legitimacy to this championship and so from having him um representing nxt and then jordan dublin representing nxt uk in a traditional and i mean in a non-traditional match was brilliant and it makes it even better because santos escobar was able to win it yes i'm a huge santos escobar fan But also because I think that it just showed the best of the abilities for both teams. I mean, both sides. And I think that Jordan Devlin still looked incredibly strong after the loss. And Santos Escobar continued looking like that dude. Female superstar of the year. Really can't go anywhere else than Bianca Belair. Won the Royal Rumble. Won the um, SmackDown Women's Championship. Main eventing WrestleMania in one of the most important moments in WWE history. Um, it was also a tremendous match I mean had a really strong title reign Before you know Becky came and ruined it um, In addition to and was a sole survivor For Survivor Series So she showed that even if she does not have a championship She is still someone to watch out for And y'all know I love me some Bianca Belair I want only the best things for her And I'm so excited to see how her career progresses Over the years because this is a great year for her uh, Moving on to the male superstar of the year I'ma show loved Big E It was a long time coming but he finally became a world champion, winning the money in the bank. Casting in on Bobby Lashley on Raw really helped to set the tone. Because questions were, if somebody who is not as a serious character, especially because we're seeing cats like Roman Reigns out here dominating and other guys like that, could Big E win the big one? And Big E has, in fact, won the big one. And since he's been champion, I've enjoyed his run more than I thought I was going to. Um, sure, currently... I like Kevin Owens more because he's a heel and he's the dude. But I mean, Biggie has been a really good champion and just showcasing, you know, why guys like him or guys with his type of character should still be given opportunities and chances because they can definitely make things happen with them. All right, Raw slash SmackDown match of the year. I'm going Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley at Money in the Bank. I know fans kept chanting Becky and all this other crap during the match, but for those who paid attention, it just showed why these two women are some of the best in the business. It was a tremendous back-and-forth affair. I mean, there were points where you really didn't know who was going to come out on top because Lord knows I didn't. I had such a fun time watching this match, and just as a Charlotte fan, it just kind of reminded everybody... It's reminded me why she is the GOAT, in my opinion, for Rhea Ripley. The sky is really the limit for her. And those two just they make magic happen when they are in the ring together. And this was truly a magical moment. All right, last two awards. First off, the female potential breakout superstar of 2022. It's wild because the person who I had had, aka Tony Storm, just got released yesterday or requested her release. So now I had to go with another one. And I'm going live Morgan. Twenty twenty two could start off with the bank for Liv Morgan. She could potentially become the new Raw Women's Champion if she defeats Becky Lynch. But I mean, even if she's not, I think we're gonna see a lot more, um, Mandy I mean not Mandy Rose. I'm sorry. Uh, a lot more Liv Morgan throughout this year. I think it's really her time and who knows? I think the sky's really the limit for her. Maybe she'll even if she doesn't win, maybe she'll win the Rumble or be one of the finalists. I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of Liv Morgan this coming year. And my male potential breakout superstar of 2022. It's a name I just said not too long ago. I'm going Carmelo Hayes. Just I mentioned on NXT, you can tell he is the future. He's a bad man, and I think that as the season not season, I'm sorry, as the year goes on, um, in 2022, I think the opportunity is gonna be, become bigger and brighter. I think it's only a matter of time before he becomes NXT champion. It's only a matter of time before he's gonna be main eventing or headlining a WWE pay per view just because he is so good. And I'm excited to ride the future with him, but. Those are my end of the year um wwe awards thank you guys so much for listening as always please should continue to support the x report.net i repeat the X-report.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers previous episodes of our lovely podcast and our youtube channel entitled the x report thanks again so much for another year of support you guys are amazing you guys are great i know that there was some transitions that went on where we didn't talk about wrestling as much but wrestling still holds a place in our hearts here at the x report and just thank you guys for continuing the ride and we'll see you next year